0: Hey everybody! It's your old friend John Deluno with another RFC minicast. This week, Headmaster Don joins me again. Uh, Don, this is actually going to be, I think, potentially a fiery discussion, or at least a passionate discussion. Not necessarily about anything like uh, specifically newsworthy or, or newsy. Any not any one particular newsy topic, but we'll touch on several things because this week, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about jumping to conclusions speculation um taking maybe half of a story and judging the whole story before you have it we're going to talk about how trans fans um react or overreact so don i think i think this is a topic that you brought to the table so why don't you kick us off with uh, some of your initial thoughts let's get the ball rolling so i, oh. I hand the floor to you sir
1: Alrighty, thank you very much. Uh, every every fandom, not just Transformers fandom, every fandom does it. Uh, whether you're G.I. Joe, whether you're Transformers, whether you're Hot Wheels, whether you're Barbie. I'm sure every fandom has done this, and it's, it's something that's been going on forever, and it'll continue to go on. But as far as our fandom goes, it's something that I've noticed lately seems to be getting worse, uh, just for lack of a better word. And that's, uh, for example, the German Toy Fair when we saw the initial pictures of Devastator and when Robots in Disguise was announced as being the next show. And it just seems to me that a lot of people are taking bare bones information and are making humongous wipes of conclusions, which is, I think, I think it's hurting the fandom to a degree.
0: So before we get into like talking about like uh, maybe kind of general uh, general ideas related to it, so let's talk about those first two examples. Um, so when Devastator uh, like half showed up, uh, kind of you know part of him showed up behind a, a giant guy, you know, with not much hair and a lot of a lot of width to him was kind of obscuring him. Everybody did like have like immediate reactions and, and, and big time reactions, and actually that was only like. What less than like two weeks from us having like real deal, full on like pictures, basically?
1: Exactly. You know, we were we were just about two weeks out from the day uh, for for the U.S. Toy Fair.
0: So, what about that? Um, what about that episode bothered you? Any any specifics when Devastator showed up?
1: Well, basically, we're seeing half of a picture, and. Uh, kudos to the gentleman just because he is so internet famous now as far as our fandom goes he probably doesn't even realize it uh, but all we saw was uh, mixed masters slightly uh, small looking foot we again, we we would find out later on from the folk from diecast and everybody at Toy Fair that it really wasn't the case uh, but we had no sense of scale we had no sense of other than what we were told like the figures for Voyagers and things such as that, people were saying oh this is terrible, this is horrible it looks wrong the foot's wrong it's it's going to be a terrible toy and it's like you said we have half of a picture of a toy shot through a window from across the street
0: Do you think that um, some of the reaction with Devastator was people or, or uh, basically some fans wanted to not like it?
1: i think I think it was more like the in their mind what they wanted was not this, and they and they felt disappointed, which you know i've had i've done the same thing they announced the figure i in my mind I have what this figure's going to be, and then when it comes out, it's like, oh, that's not quite what I was wanting, but again i'm not g- I'm not saying I'm perfect by no means, but I'm not saying. This is the worst toy ever, or this thing is a piece of crap because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I
0: I, uh, I agree with that. A more measured response. The thing about it, uh, the thing about it too, is like the internet doesn't doesn't work that way. Sadly, it's kind of like either you love it or you hate it. Um, so the, so the next uh, example, and I will uh, say uh, before we get into uh, robots in disguise. Uh, it's your choice, Don. Do you want to be spoilerific or spoiler-free?
1: I want to be spoiler-free, just because you know it's it's one of those things where I think you, I think the less you know going in, mm-hmm. the clearer of a judgment you can have. Uh, if you ha- if you hear that X happens and Y happens and Z happens, and it's just like *Devastator*, but it doesn't happen in the way you think it happens, mm-hmm. that may cast a negative connotation over the show. Got it.
0: Okay, so just so everybody knows, uh, uh, the rest of the mini cast will be uh, spoiler free. And if if any spoiler um, slips uh, out of uh, out of Don's uh, uh, measured words, I will always just edit it out because we're not we're not broadcasting live. I hate to break it to you. Anyway, so uh, so Don, um, let's talk about Robots in Disguise. What kind of what kind of reactions are people jumping to with it? And you've seen some of the show, I believe, right?
1: Uh, I've seen uh, most of what everybody else has seen uh, as far as the clip bits, the snips, reviews, things such as that, but what's really getting to me is people are saying, oh, this is a kiddie show. This is the worst show ever. Hasbro doesn't care about the fans. And I'm thinking, and I hate using the same arguments that people keep bringing up, but they're very valid. Hasbro is a uh kids toy manufacturer. They've seen in the past where they need to skew a little younger. Uh and I apologize for my phone ringing in the background. It's out of reach, so you'll have to enjoy the touch in the background for a few seconds. Uh
0: that's okay. Of course you have the touch for your ringtone. Of course. Perfect. <laughs> who does it? I Perfect. mean who does it?
1: But uh, the thing of it is we're seeing these snippets. We're seeing a show obviously skewed for a younger audience, not Rescue Bots young. And having watched Rescue Bots, I, th- I thoroughly enjoy Rescue Bots. Is it something that, I'll, that I have to get, that I have to find at the moment it's available somewhere online? No. But it's definitely got a lot of heart, it's got a lot of fun, and in its own way it's enjoyable. Um, Robots in Disguise is going to be skewed to a younger audience us older fans and I can all, I can always hear XV saying there's not many older than you uh, that we're going to have to realize we had our show that show was called Prime whether you liked it or not Prime was a show for the older uh, collectors, the older fans as well as the older teens that they were targeting but they feel they need to skew younger but we cannot as a fandom see Snippets of preview footage and, and assume this show is going to be terrible, that it has no redeeming qualities, and because it's not made for an older audience, it doesn't have things to like.
0: I, I totally agree. Also, you know, the thing about Transformers that it's easy to forget or it's easy to take for granted is that uh, there is a ton of toys and content product that Hasbro cranks out that is. Pretty much specifically for us, for older fans, because uh, *Combiner Wars* uh, is a good example. Now, obviously, kids will love that, but you know, kids will pick up on it. But all the character selections, all the designs, all that stuff—that's pulling from stuff that's thirty years old. Right,
1: right. Now, but whereas whereas *Robots in Disguise* is going to be a direct continuation of *Prime*. And some people that didn't like Prime won't won't like this because of that. Which, if you didn't like Prime, Prime had a lot of good things. It
0: did have some missteps. I, I thought it got better as it went, too.
1: Oh, it, it did. It did. But I'm just saying, as a whole, mm-hmm. there were some issues that just sort of plagued it throughout the run. And then, because you're setting the same continuity, people are going to carry those issues over to Robots in Disguise when... Robots in Disguise may be a very good series on its own merits, not even counting any ties that they'll make to Prime.
0: Do you think, kind of stepping just for a second away from specifically talking about their reaction, fan reaction to Robots in Disguise, bits and pieces, kibbles and bits, do you think making it a continuation of Prime while also changing the tone of the show... You created some unnecessary baggage. Like, what are your thoughts on it tying back into Prime, like it does? I, th-
1: I think what's going to happen there, John. To be honest, is we're going to have to look at it like uh, any 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 long term sci fi fans like myself. will may know of or have watched Babylon Five. Babylon Five was a five year story arc created from the beginning, created to run. Throughout all five seasons to tell a complete story, I think what we're looking here is something along those lines on a smaller scale. We're going to have to watch Robots in Disguise and give and watch it with an open mind. And as they tie this univ- these two universes together with bits and pieces and nods in R.I.D. to Prime, I think we'll, I think we'll see the success or failure of both shows being in the same universe. When we see how they start linking the two together Other than just being This is set X years beyond Prime
0: Uh, That makes sense too And uh, you actually have to uh, You basically have to give Give Robots of Disguise a chance to like become its own thing And so Right now Fans really know almost nothing about the show Relatively speaking Or kind of like There's no history to this show Other than it's pulling from Prime, which is has a complete history. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like it, it's got, like, we all know everything about Prime. This, we don't know anything about it. We don't know if it, well, I mean, you know, people are, people can, like, jump to conclusions that just because it ties into Prime doesn't mean it's going to be disrespectful to Prime or it's going to negate stuff uh, that happened in Prime. One of the things, too, is that, that I always have a problem with when it comes to fan reaction or, or kind of how people view... um view stories that are either directly related or or, um, kind of uh, indirectly related to other pieces of fiction or or other series is that just because the series that comes after the first one, say, even if it is like not as good or inferior to the original series or the one that came before it, that doesn't mean that the, the new piece of work damaged somehow or made the first series Um, you know, worse uh, or worse for wear. you all the enjoyment. So say you love prime, say at the end of the day, when the dust clears, you love prime and you didn't really like robots in disguise or didn't really work for you. You still have the enjoyment that you had when you watch prime and prime is still like prime. You know what I mean? It's still, it's good. And then there's something that if you don't like robots in disguise when it's all over and done with, there's something coming after Robots in Disguise, so you shouldn't let you shouldn't let your past like enjoyment of other works be affected by something that's new or happening now that you may not like.
1: I, I think even be, even better example of that would be what uh, the older fans went through with uh, Beast Wars and Beast Machines, which may have been what you were referring to, because that's sure. the exact that's the exact same situation. I, and I'm afraid I still. I'll be honest, perfectly up front. I still hold Beast Machines as a, as a low water for the franchise, but that's because of a bunch of some personal things that I have with the series. But it doesn't affect the fact that I absolutely love Beast Force.
0: Now that's that that's interesting because um, I'd actually like to get into that a little bit because Beast Machines. So Beast Machines was when it aired was very poorly received I mean both you and I were kind of in the thick of it we kind of lived through that one and yeah. oh um, yeah it, it kind of beast machines has kind of become more fondly remembered I feel like in retrospect a lot of people have come around so to speak on that series or or, or they've they've been less harsh as time goes by so I do want to like ask you like so you know, explain kind of some of the things that you saw in Beast Machines that uh, that have stuck with you. That, that you can that why do you consider it such a low point? Still, when like I said, the series has kind of gathered sort of a cult following, or certainly it's not like thought of overall. I think as negatively as it was at the time. Right. Uh, for me,
1: it was, uh, and again, with all due respect to the to the cast and crew, that everyone everyone in the cast and crew did a great job with what they were having to work with. But the character differences in Rhinox, Rat Trap, uh, some other things like that. Who is calling me now? i apologize, so I apologize. Is John. that still the touch? No, that's a, a theme from Build Fighters Try Okay, uh, Gundam series.
0: Because of course, again, yes. this is Don.
1: <laughs> I have eclectic taste. in my aunt calls, you'll hear the Kodioko theme here. in my aunt calls. Oh my gosh. Uh, but. Uh, it was just it was it was the characters that they they were trying to do something general with these characters, but what they did was so different than what the characters would do. And with Primal becoming this religious zealot in a way really didn't sit well with me. Uh
0: it was just too much.
1: Yeah, well it was it was I don't know what I wanted, but that wasn't it. Uh, which again, which is what I've said that uh, some people will have this mental image of what they're expecting and when they get it, if it doesn't meet that mental image, there's a disappointment involved.
0: Yeah, I get it. Absolutely. Uh, You know, a a good example kind of like building off of um, the beast machines, beast wars things is I'm sure you'll remember. And this is, again, this is like a symptom of like why people may overreact initially. It's because all we have, all we have is what we know. So when beast wars, uh, was first kind of guys talked about not quite like even like I guess this this conversation went through maybe even the first entire first season or well into it. People were trying to guess which of the cast uh, was Hot Rod, Optimus Prime, like G One Megatron. We were trying to match Beast War characters to G One characters, right? Cheetor is yeah. Hot Rod, that kind of thing.
1: Exactly, and we all do that because it—it was—it was—it was—it's kind of fun when you're given this puzzle that you have no idea of the players involved, and you and you find these correlations so you know what role they serve until they get a little more fleshed out. No pun intended. But we we, we go to find out that it's, it's not them, you know, it's it's their descendants, three hundred years down the road. Right. and and I think again, once Beast Wars started showing this is what I was saying a while ago about as they go and tie in to become part of the G one lore by showing all these things that make sense as it not only as it's being revealed, but in retrospect, it's the same thing R I D is facing. As it ties itself to Prime, that will that will help cement it as a show to be you know considered worthy of watching uh giving a second chance you know all those things
0: yeah and it kind of goes back to like uh baggage maybe too strong of a word but at least initially you kind of have because it's tied to prime it has to prove itself as its own series and people have to come to um come to know and see rid say bumblebee as rid bumblebee i know he's like technically prime bumblebee but at the end of the day he's gonna be his own thing right and uh, it's gonna take a few stories a few episodes maybe a season or two before some people kind of come to to realize that and just see him as something else and again and it's also part of like part of that is also just the passage of time and prime kind of fading from memories you know Right.
1: Plus, also something to remember is that we're going as a fandom. We're going to have to give it the time it needs. It's it, I relate "Robots in Disguise" to "Agents of Shield" a lot when I talk to people. "Agents of Shield" is as also a very either you like it or you don't. There's there's very little middle ground for a lot of people. But "Agents of Shield" cannot come out of the gate doing all the stuff they did at the end of last season right off the bat, because not everybody has a handbook of the Marvel Universe sitting on a coffee table to find out who all these people are. So you've got to do the world building, and you've got to take it slow, and, every, and it, when you give S.H.I.E.L.D. time, it really starts to pay off towards the middle and the end of the season. We're going to have to do the same thing with Robots in the Sky, we're going to have to give it time to show us, because every show, the first six episodes, are going to be wonky. You'll have some great ones you'll have some weak ones it's, it's them trying to write and get on an even kill but we've got to give them time to f- get to that point where they can show us a consistency level of writing
0: so do you think fans have gotten more impatient or do you think we've always been this impatient how do you how do you compare like this this reaction to new stuff because the thing about transformers is every other year or so every year but really when whenever we start up a new series we get about this kind of uh this about this level of information we start hearing about it, leaks we may see one or two official photos one thing that is different a little, a little bit about this this one is since it's a, such an international show some countries are like getting the show um do you think our patience is getting um Shorter and shorter, or do you think this feels like kind of like déjà vu?
1: Well, it's it's actually both, to be honest. Because having having gone through so many shows myself in various fandoms, various genres, you see something new, you get excited for it, and then the more you see, either the more you like or the more you're worried. You just want it to get here to to start enjoying it. If it's something that you think you'll enjoy. And we're used to, like, it's like with toys. We're used to seeing, we saw Star Saber a year, a year and almost a half ago before it was even a toy, existing as a toy. And it's the same thing that we're getting all this information in advance and it's sort of getting everyone hyped up, which is what it's supposed to do. But it's also the fact that maybe if we didn't know anything about it other than the cast the crew the setting we'd be more willing to go in and watch it with an open mind because we didn't have anything to draw preconceived notions from
0: yeah and it's um it's interesting it's interesting how um we're so resistant We're so resistant to change in this fandom. And we're not alone. I mean, we're we're not alone. Lots of fandoms are like this, but we are resistant to change. And... um, In a a fandom about giant
1: shape-changing robots. Yes, and... There's the irony for you right there.
0: It is ironic. It's also... It's also kind of like funny that this is... This is one of those franchises that even though it it does reinvent itself in certain ways uh, in a lot of bigger ways it hasn't changed in in the 30 years or so that it's been around that we're still using like the original cast and the original characters in, to great degrees it's it, we keep reinventing but we're using the same like canvases to kind of reinvent you know
1: other other than other than Optimus Prime being uh, in the role of Jaga basically right now in, in like Jaga wasn't Thundercats as this spirit mentor, this this is having Bumblebee as the leader of the Quartet of Autobots is one of the most decisive breaks we've had, other than maybe Optimus Prime not being Autobot leader in animated, him just being a a general of sorts or having attained uh, having attained the rank of Prime.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and even Optimus Prime is kind of like this guru. It's still, it's kind of it's even kind of shades of beast machines in a way even whether or not that worked or not you know from like a from like a story writing or a tone tonal kind of standpoint i I feel like in beast machines they were going in that direction where he was starting to become something other than like the actual team leader something bigger so so even even that yes you're right you're absolutely right that 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 part of robots in disguise um at least for as long as it lasts who knows uh optimus prime is kind of like the uh uh, the conscience of the Autobots is is different. It it feels fresh, uh, but at the same time, it is kind of drawing from a series that we've we've already had. Um, right. So, Don, any final thoughts on robots Robots in Disguise itself? Are you looking forward to the series? What What are your feelings on it? Do you have uh, good vibes? How do you How do you feel about it? Well-
1: I've I've got some good I've got some good vibes because you know having seen this team do rescue bots and have and have that kind of that kind of adventure and fun in a, in a in a even younger age group and they know the fans from Prime they know what the what the expectations are so I've got a good vibe about it uh, I'm hoping there's a lot of strong tie-ins between. You know, you know, again, everyone knows I'm a big fan of the kids. I love the kids in Prime. I thought they, I thought they were some of the best examples of kids in a Transformers cartoon, with the possible exception of sorry because she, she was a great character as well. Uh, but as R.I.D. Season 1 goes on, I want to see these ties be logical to Prime. But the main thing is I want to just ask all of our fans that listen to us and, and all the fans in general, no matter what comes out, Watch the stuff that 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 they give you to watch, the preview clip, it's clips and all that. But go in with an open mind. Sit down. Say, I'm not going to have any expectations about this show. Let's see what it does. That's what I did for you know. This is a bad parallel. But this is what I did for Age of Extinction. I went in with no expectations, and I came out with no expectations. It it, it the movie did nothing to. Excite me, other than John Goodman's work as Hound, uh, which which I thought was the highlight of the movie, really. Uh, but for Robots in Disguise, I'm going to go in thinking, okay, I know this Bumblebee, I know the kind of character he was, but that's really all I know from Prime. So I'm going to go in and say, show me what you got. And I think
0: that's I'm fair. Yeah, you
1: know, it's just give give these. Sh- if you see the toys and you don't like the toys, that is perfectly fine. They are geared for younger kids. But don't hold the toys to the same level as what the show may be shooting for. Because you can have some remarkably deep shows in these younger skewed
0: uh, uh, shows, I guess. Yeah, these series. So give it a chance, right? Exactly. Give it a chance. Those are sage words. Hey, Don, thank you for joining me on this uh, minicast. This is a really good discussion. Hopefully it will open some minds to robots in disguise.
1: I, I hope so, and, and and I hope I hope everybody when they start watching it, I hope I hope it's a success because that can only help the franchise in general.
0: And uh, to wrap up the show, let me remind you guys that the mini cast and uh dot as a whole is uh, sponsored by you. You, if you go to tfradio.net dot net and click on the Amazon link and do your shopping, nothing special, just do your shopping on Amazon as you would. But if you go by TF Radio. and click on the Amazon link and do your shopping. Um, Afterwards on Amazon, whatever you buy, Amazon is kind enough to uh, kick over a few nickels and dimes to Brian to keep the uh, ship afloat, and we appreciate it. Uh, So uh, on that note again, Don, thank you very much.
1: Not a problem. Always glad to be here. And
0: uh, you guys, thank you for listening. We will see you next week.